are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 1st of May, the debate of all debates that drives all Utah Jazz conversations, favors, and go bear. We'll try to break it down numerically today on Locked On Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. You can get this podcast available to you at Himalaya, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcasts, as well as when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast, Locked on Jazz. Uh, this today is the debate of all debates. Uh, we've had a nice week so far. We did the Ricky Rubio on Monday. That led to some emails from listeners. My guy, Kevin Fahey, who is the biggest Ricky Rubio fan ever, did hit me last night, so I feel the world is complete. Um, and then the Ricky Rubio debate walked us back into the favors Gobert debate, and I actually felt like doing player reviews and looking toward the Jazz season without doing this discussion probably was going to get faulty. Uh, probably without digging in to do the favors Gobert debate uh, was going to end up being just a faulty exercise. So let's do it today. Uh, if you're new to the show and you're here for the off season, we come to you every day uh, and we're really glad to have you aboard. Thank you very much. Uh, and we Try to bring you about a 30-minute podcast, often very numerically based, as today's will be about the Jazz and the NBA. Uh, last night's games, quick thought, uh, Milwaukee really jumped on Boston and got that one going. Adetokounmpo still not a great game, uh, 7 of 16, but he got the line 18 times. Chris Middleton hit the seven threes, and frankly, this is a make-or-miss league, and when someone makes 20 threes, they're going to win. Uh, it's good to have that as a series. Tonight we've only got one game. We've got Portland and Denver. Uh, and then the Warriors and the Rockets played a, a fabulous game last night. Uh, Warriors offensive rating was a 123. Rockets transition defense was stunningly bad at times. And the one thing uh, that you have to do if you're going to beat the Rockets is you have to offensive rebound. Uh, we talked about this during our series. We probably didn't do it well enough. Um it's it's a catch twenty two because you are worried about getting back defensively, but um, when you analyze the Rockets and some of their wins and their what I would call their win analysis, you know of when they win and when they don't, um, the thing that jumps out to you is the fact that they when they win, it's because they get offensive rebounds. So the Rockets are the few things the Rockets have to do to win. Um, when they get 76% of their defensive rebounds, the Rockets are 25 and 2. When they get less than 71% of their defensive rebounds, they're 21 and 24. And last night they got 63%. They, you, you, they, you can't lose the possession battle. The, the Warriors end up taking 14 more shots. Uh, when the Rockets go to the line and have a free throw rate, that's over 27%. Uh, they're 24 and 3. 
when their free throw rate is under 25%, they're 22 and 21. Last night it was at 26. Um, so they weren't quite at that threshold, but the, the Warriors did what needed to be done, um, against them. The other one is that Harden's usage is not through the roof, but that's because of that eye injury, uh, last night. Uh, minutes played last night were interesting again. 44 for Durant, 41 for Clay, 39 for Draymond. This is the championship right here, I think, in the Warriors' mind, and they're, they're going after it. Um, no question they're going after it right now. Putting, and Durant is just unstoppable. Uh, those pull-up crossovers in the middle of the floor late in the game are just ridiculous. Uh, and they just have so much depth. And Chris Paul last night, um, turns out to be a plus five, uh, cause of that nice stretch. But I thought, you know, I think we're seeing the limitations of where CP3 is, um, a little bit as a player, but the 18 offensive rebounds and then keeping the Rockets off of the free throw line. Those are the items um, that jump out when, when you do the Rockets win analysis. Um, and also Harden, they kind of win if Harden's really, really active usage or really, really um, limited usage. If he, When they're in the middle, in the 38 games where he's kind of – in the middle of his usage, they were only 20 and 18. It's kind of an interesting, I don't know how you coach to that or what you do to that, but I thought that was, um, that's an interesting little look at things. All right, let's look at, the, let's do this. Um, this is complicated and doesn't easily get answered, but let's try. So favors and Gobert on the floor. Let's first go to what Dennis Lindsay had to say at Locker Clearout. Um, absolutely they can play together. Without Derek Favors, there's no playoff wins last year. There's no playoff wins this year. They're plus 4.5, so it's a false narrative that they can't play together. Um, I have them at plus 3.6, just out of fairness. Um, so let's walk through it. When f- I'm going to use cleaning the glass because I like some of the aspects of it uh, and some of the percentiles. And then we'll dig into different layers of this as time goes on. So Favors and Gobert together are plus 3.4. So Dennis is exactly right. They can play together. There's no, there's no question. They, they can play together. They played 1500 possessions together. They're plus 3.4. They were positive the year prior. Um, the offense struggles. That's undeniable as well. They are their offensive rating was in the 13th percentile when the two of them are on the floor, and the defense is unbelievable. It's in the 98th percentile. So some of this discussion gets to whether or not you think the off league is completely offensive-oriented, whether it matters that you're that great defensively. Um, they're great. And one of the things they're great about defensively is they, offensive, they defensive rebound at a really high rate, and I think offensive rebounds are becoming more and more important. So I think that's really important. And they're free. They don't foul at all when they're on the floor together. They, have, they were the best non-fouling lineup in the NBA last year and the best defensive rebounding team in the NBA last year. Um, on average, they play about, you know, excuse me, they play about 14 minutes together. The, the ending number by the end of the year was 10 between injuries and everything else. They play about, but I think per night, they play about 14 minutes together. Uh, 
So the Jazz are plus 3.6 for the regular season uh, with both. When Gobert is on the floor with a somebody else, so that's Jay, Tabo, Royce O'Neal, and Rare lineups, the Jazz are plus 7.6. Um, so if we just look at now, um, it's plus 7.6. The, um, if you take out blowout time and you use cleaning the glass, they're plus 9.3 and they're in the 93rd percentile of all offenses. Um, the offense jumps from 104.4 to 114.7 and moves into the eight from the 13th percentile to the 84th percentile. The defense, still good, nowhere near as good. It's a 105.1. It's in the 91st percentile from the 98th percentile, but still elite. They foul at a much higher rate. They don't defensive rebound quite as well. They defend the shot really, really well. And let's go to the final. These are the data, first-level data pieces that we're going to deal with, and then... um, and then it gets, and then it gets really complicated. Uh, and is frankly, there's no good answer that will be easily defined for you in this. But it's interesting. So then the next lineup we use is the favors no go bear, and that's a plus five point two. Um, so and your and the offense then becomes a one ten point four. So middle of the pack, about fifty third in the league. In percentile, and the defense is great. And the defense this year, unlike last year, was exactly the same. Um, with favors at center without Gobert, that it was with Gobert without favors. They're in the 92nd percentile. So th- at the first glance, the three most important data points for you, and then we're going to delve into them pretty deeply are that with Gobert and Favors on the floor, the Jazz are plus 3.4 according to the numbers I have at Cleaning the Glass. With Gobert and a stretch, they're plus 9.3. And with Favors, they're plus 5.2. Okay? As center. So the Jazz, with Favors and Gobert, plus 3.4, which is not great. It's not bad. It definitely, as as... Dennis says, proves that they absolutely can play together. Um, however, of the three lineups we used, the favors go bear lineup that we use for about 12 minutes a night, and then the um, favors the go bear by himself lineup for about 24 minutes a night, and the favors lineup um, by himself for about 12 minutes a night, it's the worst of the three. And then go bears it. and favors is at 5.2. Okay? So that that gets interesting. Now, the next thing we're going to do is delve into, like, what happens if you break this up? What what is the analysis that you have to give? And then the next thing after that we're going to look at is what's the impact it has on teammates. We showed that with Rubio last night. We'll dig in with Donovan and some of the players uh, here in a minute. Today's show is brought to you by Homie. Homie is revolutionizing the real estate world and changing how it's done. Pretty cool. Homie's out of a bunch of guys uh, started down BYU's business program. They started their uh, pro business down there um, for property management. 
changed that the way that worked and then took the time and looked at what else is out there. And that's where we ended up with uh, what we are today, which is the blowing up is a fair way to say it. Um, the more fancy way to say it is to revolutionizing and disrupting the real estate world. Here's what they've done. They've simplified their selling fees. You pay $1,500 to list your house. No longer 6% commission. No longer if you put in a great renovation to your house and took care of your house, do you pay the real estate agent more. No more of the if you have bought the right house in your neighborhood that's gone up that you somehow owe the real estate agent more. No, a set number. So you can save tremendous amount of equity. Homie also does a little differently. They sell with a team of sellers and lawyers and people that work for you, work for you inside their office. And when they do that, what you end up with from Homie is a team of people working for you. And as the data is showing, it's working beautifully because Homie is selling faster than the market is and they're selling at a higher rate than the market. That's when you're disruptive. When you're disruptive or blowing it up is when you have actually come into a marketplace, changed the way it's done, and then have have a success rate that's higher. So text LOCK, L-O-C-K-E, to 88588. That's 88588. To find out more, that's LOCK, L-O-C-K-E, to 88588. Today's show is also brought to you by my friends down at Shamrock Auto in Pleasant Grove. Uh, Shamrock Auto, Rob Taylor, not Rob Thomas, Rob Taylor, does a great job. Um, it's kind of a fun 80 years of combined automotive experience. Uh, when he built this car dealership, he built it largely because he didn't like what was going on with his, his experiences. And so his first thing he did is he got a technician who had been for over 25 years and became his buyer. Then he, so that guaranteed him that he was getting great products for people. Then they're lean company. Um, so they can't afford to take hours and hours of the sales process and up to do all these. They, it's, it's simple and no gimmicks. Go test drive it. Go take it out. Go take a look at it. Salespeople are helpful and nice. There's no pressure. It isn't a big deal, Rob said, if a customer doesn't buy from us. It is a big deal that we take care of a customer's needs. Everyone at Shamrock worked very hard to help the customer get a great car or truck that fits their needs. And you can see it. The reviews for Shamrock Auto on Pleasant and Pleasant Grove are amazing. And whether it's Kirk Wright, after purchasing a car 15 years ago at a large auto dealership from Someone I vowed I would never buy another car from a dealer, but with it's noticed we we're looking for a lot on Shamrock Auto. We decided to pursue it with great hesitation. And Brigham and Kellen quickly eased our hesitation with friendly, knowledgeable, no pressure business manners. It's nice. I don't know if I agree with all the things he said, but that's just one guy's point of view. So the guys at Shamrock are big locked on jazz fans. So make sure you tell them when you go down there or call Rob personally, 801-319-2250. That's 801-319-2250. He'll give you the friends and family pricing. That's 801-319-2250, and Rob will take care of you. All right, so let's get to it. Here's the crux of the issue. Right now, Gobert is on the floor for 24 minutes a night, and the jazz are plus 7.6. If Gobert was on the floor with a stretch four, would the that 7.4 hold for 36 minutes? Or is the reason why those numbers are high because they're not playing against starters? That the favors Gobert unit is always up against starters. So that, there's no way to define it. 
you'd have to probably dig into the Crowder favors numbers when they start, but they only start against the best teams. So even that would be a little faulty. So this is this is where this debate gets really, really complicated. All right, here's the simplest way to look at all this. Over the last year, if you took Favors and Gobert's plus 3.4 for their 12 minutes, Gobert's plus 9.3 for his 24 minutes, and Favors plus 5.2 for his 12 minutes, and you weigh it all for the amount of time they're on the floor, the Jazz are plus 6.8. Okay? So that's what the Jazz are. The Jazz are plus 6.8. How, if you were to bring in, if you were to take Gobert and a stretch four, and you allow them to play the entire time together, so for those 34 minutes, we're going to call it, you have Gobert on the floor with a stretch floor, and you hold that plus 9.3. We don't know if it's a better stretch floor. Maybe it's a bigger number. Maybe it's a smaller number because they're playing smarter. This is where you're, it's hard to tell. That is equal to plus 6.6. In the other 12 minutes, or 14 minutes, excuse me, can you find a lineup that can be plus one? Then you're better. Then you're 7.6 compared to a 6.8. Then you're better. Even though you lose the favors plus 5.2 in those 12 minutes that he's the center, because you're so much better than the favors go bare minutes, you can actually have just somebody who's plus one in that limited period of time. And what does that cost compared to what you're paying for favors? You're using that money probably now for a stretch. The other thing, though, is you've lost, depending who you have, you probably want to make sure it's someone who's good enough that if Gobert goes out, you can play for a while. Favors is a great luxury there. And Favors is a great luxury in the versatility of what he can bring defensively in the way he can play certain players differently than Rudy. But in the isolating this argument just down to Favors Gobert and how valuable are the Derek Favors center minutes, the math would tell you, and the math, as I've mentioned, I'll say it again, is flawed because of starter minutes and just lack of depth and lack of versatility. But the the math would tell you that if Gobert can maintain that plus 9.3 with a stretch, which is now consistent for two years, really, that, that number has, is holding. Um, last year was generally true also, that the Jazz um, had that bigger jump, and that the favors go bare numbers were the least good of the, th- of the combinations. If that were to hold for the whole 34 minutes he's on the floor, in the other 14 minutes, you only need a center that is plus, gives you a plus one in that time period. Now, plus one in 12 minutes is, is actually a pretty high level. Like, that's that's not, that's a plus four or five overall. If you're even, you'd come out just about the same. Plus one's not an easy thing to do in 12 minutes a night, by the way. Let's make sure that's clear. That's a plus four overall. Favors is a plus 5.2. So it's not an easy flip here. Those favors, that favors plus 5.2 is a pretty pretty substantially impressive number for that backup unit. The depth he gives you is pretty substantially um, a great luxury to have. Um, but your best lineup, 
which seems to be which plus ten a year ago, um, plus nine point three this year with Gobert and a stretch is on the floor for twelve minutes less than it would be otherwise in exchange for your least good lineup. But I just did the math to show you you would have to have a center that's about a plus four in the minutes per hundred possessions that they're on the floor without Gobert in your backup unit to equal what the Jazz have right now. So it's an interesting it's, it's a quandary. There's no there's no clear answer here at all. What about impact on players? Let's look at that when we continue. Today's show is brought to you by the store, 6200 South and 20th East. That's 6200 South and 20th East. And it has the greatest single cookie ever made. The Mud Slide Cookie, which has now become the Lockdown Mud Slide Ice Cream, as well as the Loch Ness Monster, both made by Leatherbees. I would strongly suggest it. But you know what's even better? Just one, the atmosphere. I was there the other day, and there was the kid in their Olympus High School sweatshirt that was carrying the groceries out for the lady who needed a little assistance on her way back to her car after shopping with the nice high school kid helping her out. I went down, did all the. Sh- I was at, my wife was out of town. I did all the shopping down there this weekend. We got a great steak. Um, had a great steak from there. I had the Italian sausages. Uh, yes, that were just terrific from the store. Uh, we also got all the veggies I needed uh, in their great produce department. Hooked it up. Did take home a little bit of the homemade orange juice for breakfast the next day. Uh, of course, some mudslide cookies and a June pie. The June pies are a woman out of Heber who makes these incredible pies. She brings them out every Friday, uh, gets them there throughout the week, and then the meat pies are there on Friday. We had the pork tomatillo. It was just terrific. This is all at the store. It's 6200 South and 20th East. The store also has a VIP line now uh, for you. Uh, where a VIP text line with special deals. So they'll do things such as having a special deal from on mudslide cookies. They've kind of promised me that that might be coming up here um, soon. Uh, they also have other type of deals for you that are coming up. So it's a great way for you to get the inside scoop on what's taking place at the store. Here's what you've got to do. Text the store to 71441. That's the store to 71441. They'll treat you like a VIP. They text about one incredible deal a week, and then you get to take advantage of those. They have 50% off all the Easter gear, some great other deals. Uh, taking place uh, right now. Great rump roast deal, I think, was the VIP deal that I got this week. Uh, so sev- text the store to 71441. All right, so we've now what is the impact on the Jazz players? As you evaluate the Jazz players uh, and you put favor, when favors and Gobert are on the floor together, um, what does it do? Ricky, what is it? We talked about Ricky the other day. And so some of this gets into a question of if you have a shooting point guard, are Favors and Gobert suddenly a more viable aspect? We talked about that um, the other day, that if you have Ricky on the floor with Favors and Gobert, the offensive rating was in the 17th percentile of all offenses. If you take Ricky off the floor, the offense actually gets worse. So that theory doesn't hold very well. It goes to the fourth percentile um, of all offenses. When they're on the floor together, Favors only shoots 49% and 20% from three. So Favors gets greatly limited. 
Donovan's numbers don't seem to be limited. He's at 46% and 40% from three. Um, and when he's on the floor with Gobert and no favors, which is his most common lineup, he's usually playing some point guard there, his shooting percentages drop 3%, and his three-point shooting drops um, about 2%. Joe Ingles shoots 44-39 when he's on the floor with both of them, which is right a little down from his regular average. Rudy Gobert is fine. He's at 62%. When he's on the floor by himself, though, he shoots 69% because he has more space. Uh, gets the basket. Royce O'Neal struggles badly with this lineup. He doesn't play with it a great deal. And Ricky Rubio struggles badly. We talked about yesterday. 37% from the field and 29% um, from three, which is his regular numbers are five percentage points higher and two percentage points lower um, on threes. The If we flip this, so you're now on with just favors and Gobert's off the floor. Uh, the impact. Now, if you, by the way, have Derek Fate, if you want to take, assume you're getting all shooters, and you have Rudy Gobert, Derek Favors, and Ricky Rubio off the floor. So this is just Rudy. Your offense is now in the 80th percentile at 113.8. Your defense is still really good. If you bring Ricky back on the floor, non-shooter with Gobert as your center, so you have two non-shooters on the floor, and we have three with our starting lineup, which is hard, and then Jay's questionable of where he fits into this equation. So you go from the 80th percentile offense to when you have Ricky and Rudy on the floor together, you go to the 88th percentile. So Ricky's point guard value makes the offense better, um, and you're in the 88th. This is This is the argument against the Gobert and Favors lineup. So when Ricky and Rudy are on the floor together, the offense is in the 88th percentile for 2,300 possessions. They're 95th percentile overall plus 10.1. And the minute you bring Faves onto the floor so that you now have a third shooter with Ricky non-shooter, they go to the 17th percentile. Now, they're still great because they're so good defensively. But that's the offensive argument against those lineups. When Faves is on the floor and no Gobert, um, Dante played a lot. Faves numbers go to 65% shooting up from 49% shooting. Donovan's drop. He doesn't play a lot with just Faves, but they did not connect. So he does not have a very good vibe with him. He shoots, goes from 46% to 37%, 40% from three to 24%. The interesting one is Joe Ingles whose three-point shooting drops a good deal and takes a little bit less because of the fact that he actually has the ball in his hands most of the time. He plays an equal amount of both. His overall shooting's up two percentage points, but his overall shooting um, goes down. Kyle was at 39% overall when on the floor with Faves and no Gobert. And then Royce O'Neal's the benefactor. He plays. He shoots at 47% from the field and 37% from three. And Rubio went on the floor with faves and no Gobert's up four percentage points, both from the field and from three. So what did we learn? I think what we learned really is that there's no simple answer here. Maybe the most complicated aspect of this is you are paying Derek a large sum of money to be the, a great backup five. The minutes, the necessity of having favors on the floor, you're putting him on the starting lineup with Gobert, 
And while Dennis is exactly right that that group can play together, has shown to be elite defensively, change, you know, really sets a tone for the game, it is the least good of any of our lineup combinations on the floor together. So in, in that sense, you're really paying for Faves to be your backup center, which he's great at, in which he's giving you those minutes as backup center, giving you great luxury to have defensively, and having a defensive option that's different than Rudy Gobert on a defensively built team. The impact on your personnel to play those 12 minutes a night with a crowded floor that we just talked about with Favors, Gobert, is is significant. If you were to play... Now, this is where Ricky's value to yesterday jumps out. If you play Favors, Gobert... Um, with Donovan and Ricky out, right? So Ricky's injured at this point. It's only 337 possessions. The offense goes to the third percentile. To some extent, the argument might be that, I mean, there's just not a lot of good, their defense numbers are great, again. There just are not a lot of good numbers there. But if you take, you take Derek off the floor, and now you're playing Donovan as a point guard without Rubio, or without favors, the offense jumps to the 90th percentile again. The offensive jump when those two guys are off the floor is super significant. The defensive greatness when the two of them are on the floor is super significant. And the defensive minutes when favors is the center are super significant in how good they are. I don't think I gave you a conclusion because it's a su- it is a very difficult discussion to try to answer that is locked on jazz today hope i gave you some information that was worthwhile there is no clear defined answer but i did give you a little bit of what i think if you decide you're moving on from favors what you better get in your backup center to make your complete package